Garfield et Jeffin What's up, Faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fit at Japan. I am your host, Johnny. What up? I'm Sean. <laughs> what up, Sean? Holy shit, Faders. Do you know, some of you might know me as King Otaku. I don't know. That's right. We're here with the King Otaku Faders. Uh, Tom is changing diapers tonight, so I'm changing my mind and I'm doing a show, man. We weren't supposed to do a show, but fuck it, man. The show must go on. So we are doing the show with the one and only Sean, the King Otaku of Japan. I'm not really King Otaku, but uh, yeah, I try my best. I uh, work hard at it. So what's going on, Johnny? How the hell are you? Uh, dude, I'm doing pretty good, man. This is episode number 500 and, uh, was it 561? And, uh, yeah, dude, fucking, um, I'm doing good. I'm drinking some organic wine. Apparently you can't get a hangover. What do you do? Are you doing episodes every day now? What's going on? Oh shit, man. No, dude, we're doing episodes once or twice a week. Sometimes three times a week. I mean, at least once okay. a week, sometimes twice a week and shit, because there's still a lot of people in lockdown around the world and shit, and we need to give people entertainment. We need to fade with our faders. And I'm fading right now drinking some organic wine, because apparently you can't get a hangover from it, as I said. We shall find out. My ass. You're going <laughs> to... You drink, you drink too much, you're going to get a hangover one way or the other, man. That's true. I'll probably drink some beers after this. <laughs> <laughs> wine before beer in the clear I don't know. yeah oh man so have you had these have you had these uh fall beers that are out now here in japan um you know what i have not dude recently all i've been drinking is like silver bullets and fucking and silver bullets of course in japan is acai super dry by the way i've been drinking acai super dries aka the silver bullet <laughs> And um, every so often, whiskey and uh, tonight, wine, just because I got to wake up early tomorrow, but fucking, I will probably sleep in. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, they've got these uh, fall beers out, and it's weird because they've, they, you know, these fall beers, they've got like uh, red and gold leaves on them. And uh, yeah, that's Momeji's coming up in a little while. But these True. beers are good because they're 6% alcohol. You know, 6% is not bad, man. It's when it gets to be like 9 or 10% for the beers that kind of fucks with me, dude. I don't like beer to taste that tastes like vodka. That's that's high gravity, bro. That's true, that's, man. That, you know, malt liquor back in the malt liquor back in the day, back home, you know, Sainides, King Cobra, it might have been like seven seven and a half and the taste wasn't that bad 
But then they lifted the alcohol content to like nine and a half. They started calling it high gravity. And um, that's when it got really terrible taste-wise. That's, that's when you know, like when you can't, when it doesn't taste like beer anymore, that's just like straight up bum beer and it sucks. Yeah, you done fuck up, dude. When you start drinking shit that's like 9%, dude, it's just no good, man. I mean, I've had a couple of beers. I mean, it, I mean, yeah, that's just, that's just bum beer. That's for the bums, you know, and that's that's no good, man. <laughs> bum beer, I love it. Yeah, dude, I, I stay away from that shit, man. Stay away. I mean, they don't really have real bum beer in Japan. I guess, like... You know, the equivalents like those $1 sake. Yeah, one cup. Jars, you know. Yeah, yeah, sake cup. That's like bum beer in Japan. You see motherfuckers drinking those, you know that's the equivalent of the bums. Yeah, yeah, I know one cup. You know, when I first came to Japan, I thought it was kind of cool to drink one cup. I was like, dude, one cup. And when you buy it at the convenience store, the convenience store actually will heat it up for you. So in the wintertime, you can have atsukan or hot sake. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, these days, no, when I drink sake, dude, it's got to be at least $30 Wait, a bottle. How do they, how do they heat it, though? I My mean, doesn't man. the fucking top have a metal? Doesn't the top have a metal thing? Yeah, they'll, they'll take like the a metal, metal lid? Off. Yeah, they'll take the middle top off and they'll put it in the microwave for like 45 seconds. Then they'll give it to you with the top on or with the top off and shit. It's an option. Dude, you should do it. I mean, fucking, I mean, it's real, it's real Japanese culture. <laughs> you think that, you think the motherfucker working at 7-Eleven doesn't put his finger in there when he's, or something? I, you know, I, this is Japan, you know, dude. This isn't 7-Eleven in fucking Jersey, dude. I know, but you know, not ever. Sometimes there's there's dicks in Japan too, bro. You know, a motherfucker just uh, you know put his finger in, or you know, I've been worried about that with the streeters these days. You know, like um, you know, you buy a street, you know, you buy a streeter at the convenience, and you want to drink it outside, and uh, you don't know, you know, you got to watch the those. The workers, because they might like touch the lid or something with their dirty hands and, you know, the coronavirus. We got to be careful, bro. That's all I'm trying to say. Oh, dude, you got to spray your shit, man. I walk around with my own spray. Whenever I buy anything from any store, man, I spray the fuck out of that shit, dude. Seriously. My shit spray it up. That's a good. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to start. That's good advice, man. That's a that's a pro tip right there, Johnny. Yeah, dude. No, no. I, I drank streeters. Um, I was drinking streeters, uh, what, last Friday? So about a week ago. And um, I was drinking with my boy Scott in the park and stuff. And so every time we bought, went to the convenience store to buy more beers and shit, we just sprayed everything down. I mean, it's weird, but that's what you got to do, man. Yeah. You want to get that fucking flu, dude. Once you get that nah, stuff, you man, got, you're out of commission for a got, month. You, you got to do it. And, um, you know, the, even if the whole thing is, you don't want to worry about it anyway. So, like, even if the motherfucker doesn't touch it or there's no germs, like, uh, it's good. There's no germ. Okay, let's just say there's no germ transmission. But uh -huh. if you don't fucking spray it, then you're not going to feel comfortable. Yep. Right? Got to spray it, man. So. Spray, don't all pray. Right. That's it. Spray, don't pray. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good, man. Yeah. So how the hell are you, bro? What's going on? Man, just doing my thing, man. Podcasting, drinking, get my fade on and stuff. I mean, it's been all good. Fucking a little slow. I haven't talked to you in ages. Right I noticed I noticed on Facebook, dude, you went to a fucking death match and you didn't call me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I fuck, dude. I what do you what do you you got, you got plans on the 19th? Uh, all plans are canceled as of now. If, if there's a death match, dude, I'm there. Munesan's got a, it's a hardcore chocolate event on sat on it's wrestling. It's like Munesan's first wrestling event. Can you explain hardcore yeah. chocolate? Um, yeah, sure. Hardcore chocolate is, um, like my favorite t-shirt brand in Japan. Um, and uh it's dope hardcore chocolates like um pro wrestling cult movies manga punk rock t-shirts it's like deep stuff so you know if you're if you're into wrestling if you're you know like and Japanese you're pretty wrestling. deep into it yeah <laughs> japanese you're right japanese wrestling though sometimes now they've got some uh Ameri like legendary american wrestlers bruiser brody cactus jack manson uh abdullah the butcher so that you know guys that were famous in japan as well in terms of american wrestlers like it's just cool underground shit you know so when you see somebody walking around with a hardcore chocolate shirt then you check it out it's like oh that's yeah that's a that's a you know it could be a a cult Japanese movie. It's like, uh, you know, a cult Yakuza movie, Battles Without Honor or Integrity. You, you'll see the motherfucker wearing it. It's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty dope movie. It's pretty, usually the shit's pretty deep, you know? It's not like, um, it's not on the surface. That's like, they don't have the big stars of, yeah, they don't have the big stars of New Japan wrestling. It's cult shit and it's dope. So, Hell yeah. Yeah. So Munesan, who's the CEO and president of Hardcore Chocolate, he's going to have a wrestling event on the 19th? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's the t-shirt designer as well. So, yeah, he's having an event on the 19th. What time? And it's at, it's at uh, I think, 6.30 at Shinjuku Face. 6.30. So it's going to be I pure mean, it's wrestling. Not, uh, it's not a – yeah, it's only – it's wrestling. It's wrestling, man. I mean, I hate to – I hate to say it, dude, but I got front row tickets, bro. Oh, shit, did we lose you? Well, you know. The... Oh, there we go. Uh, me, uh, I... Oh, 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 we're having a bad Can you hear me, man? Dude, I can hear you, man, loud and clear. Dude, all right, so the 19630, how many tickets do you have? Do I need to get my own ticket? No, I've got two, bro. I wouldn't invite you if I didn't have a ticket. We're sitting in the front row. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Dude, I'm supposed to do live painting around midnight. All right. But All right. um, as long as they don't get too wasted and shit, I guess I can do that. All right, fuck yeah, dude. 6.30? Perfect, dude. I'm definitely there. Shinjuku, right? Yeah, Shinjuku Face. You know where that is. Shinjuku Face. What is that? This is south of Kabuki. Fuck, Cho, I'm right? sorry, man. This... Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. But right by the Toho Cinema. All right, I'm in. I'm in, dude. That sounds fucking fantastic, dude. I'd love to go to that. That'd be great. And support Sweet. Munisan that'll would be, be great, too. That'll be... 
That'll be dope. Yeah, that'll be great, man. Um, sweet, man. That that'll be that that's sick. Right on, bro. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, I went to some death matches on um Sunday though. Uh I went to Big Japan. Um and it was it was dope. It's a little bit weird though. Like uh, before you get in there, you got to they make you sign up like fill out a form, right? What? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You got to you got to fill out a little form. It's like if somebody gets sick in that place, they're going to contact you. You know? And uh, so they can do the contact tracing. Yeah. I guess. And um you can't drink booze. You can have what? a coke or a soda. You can't drink alcohol. No, you can't drink alcohol. Oh, you no. You can't drink dude. alcohol. Bullshit, dude. That's not. And you had to wear. Oh, please go for it. And you had we, you know, we had some close tickets. Maybe like first we. I hate to say it. I had first row seats, man, and uh, we had to wear face shields and the mask. Um. And you can't. You couldn't drink alcohol, so it's a little bit different. Um, but uh. Yeah, it, it was still, you know, it was one of the only times I've been to Japanese wrestling sober. And um, I'm glad I, you know, I, uh, it was a pretty fucking cool event. And um, yeah, I felt like I was being a good boy. So I wasn't causing any trouble at the event this time. All right, I'll tell you what, man. At Mooney's event, Hardcore Chocolate, dude, in Shinjuku on the 19th, I'm going to go there fucking, I'm going to go there Doug Stanhope style, dude. I'm going to have fucking flask in my pockets, in my shoes, in my fedora hat, and my sunglasses, dude. I'm going to be a walking fucking flask, dude. I'm going to look like fucking RoboCop, dude. That's going to be me, dude. I'm going to be like, like, do you have any alcohol on you? And I'll be like, no. (laughs) I am alcohol. They didn't, you know... (laughs) They didn't ask. They didn't ask if I had alcohol or anything. They didn't ask anything about that. But just when we got in, it was like no alcohol. I was like, okay. They weren't selling alcohol, but you could have probably smuggled it in. But you know, in the front row, it's a little conspicuous. So, dude, that's, that's why you flask it, man. Flasking is the way to go. That's the whole purpose of a flask. The whole the whole carnation but, of a flask is to smuggle booze into places where you're not supposed to have booze. For example, temple, church, school, uh, precinct. I don't know, fucking anything where you're not supposed any place where you're not supposed to have booze, you bring the flask. That's why it's called a hip flask. You're supposed to have it on your sure, hip. Sure, I put mine on my dick. <laughs> sure, I put. Well, you're right about that, and um, you know, <laughs> school and church. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, when you got when you're sipping out of a flask, people know you're drinking alcohol. This is gonna be a hardcore chocolate event, you know. Bar Valentine, I think alcohol will be okay. Uh, you got a point. Yeah, I think they'll give they'll give us a pass. They'll give us a pass, bro. Oh man. Okay. Well, something that I yeah, don't I'm glad be- I'm glad you could come, dude. Yeah, I'm definitely there, man. One hundred and ten percent, dude. I wouldn't change it for the world. Now, something that I will not pass up on is your comic book, man. Now, Faders, oh. Faders from Wait, long I ago. Read, what? Huh? I've got a comic book? 
you've got a comic book. Yes, this guy's got a comic book. Oh, this guy's got oh. the comic book. Now, Peter's, Peter's from long ago. Um, Sean's been on the show a couple of times, and every so often he talks about this comic book. That's his job. And um, he's got a new issue, and you guys been sponsored, or you guys got a new distributor or something like that. Now, for the new faders, um, I guess we got a whole shit ton of new faders in the last couple of months because of coronavirus. Thank you very much to everybody that's listening to us tonight. Thank you so much. It really means a lot to us. But, um, Sean, what I want you to do is I want you to school the new faders on what you do. Well, I mean, that, you know, um, originally we just put the comic book on um, a website and, and let people read it for free. But um, we got a publisher. Uh, it's a, uh, Our publisher is It's Alive Press, small indie publisher out of Brooklyn. And... Um, yeah, our first, our, uh, you know, our first issue came out and, um, you know, this is, this is, uh, even though we have a publisher, it's still indie comics, like, it's alive, like, this isn't a big, is not a big company. So, you know, we do um, uh, Kickstarters to raise enough money to publish the comic. You're so so we're doing a Kickstarter now for, for issue number two. Issue number one for us pretty much uh, sold out. There might still be some available from It's Alive, but issue one sort of kind of sold out. We're doing the the crowdfunding uh, on Indiegogo for issue number two right now. That's incredible, man. Um, Dude, tell us about your comic. It's not Spider-Man. It's not Punisher. It's not Batman. Uh It's Dose. Well, doses, you know, it's, uh, it's trying to, we're trying to do something different, you know, uh, it's, I say it's a superhero noir, kaiju sex, meta drug, ultra violence comics, you know, um, it's like all the things we love just shoved and smashed together. And, um, yeah, it's something different, uh, and I, you know, go ahead and give Dose a chance. You can read the first issue online for free, dosecomic.com. Check it out. Uh, it's dope. It's black and white. It's indie. Uh, and I think it's something unique. You know, we're not trying to be like uh, Marvel or, you know, DC or, you know, which are great. Don't get me wrong. I love comics. I'm a fucking comic book geek. And I could talk with anybody about comics forever, but we're trying to do something different. We've always tried to do something different and uh, we're getting a lot of good positive responses from it. So uh, we're excited about that. Hell yeah. What is the comic book basically about? Like an elevator pitch? Uh, You know, I'm not good at elevator pitches. I'm a little, I've got a good buzz. Uh, These fall beers, bro. But, uh, you know, um, it's about uh, an ex-teenage metahero. We don't call them superheroes in Dose. We call them metaheroes because it's a different universe, right? And uh, in Dose, um, you know, the screw worm is an ex-teenage metahero. He's been kicked out of his. He's been kicked out of his metahero team. He's on his own. He's doing drugs, and he gets caught up in like a conspiracy okay he gets caught up in a murder mystery a conspiracy and uh you know 
the screw room starts uh, investigating things, and uh, yeah, it's going to lead to some to some surprises. You know, I guess we could say. But if you like awesome. if you like film noir, you're familiar with film noir. You know, it's part film noir, part superhero, part uh, Sopranos, part Breaking Bad, part fucking uh, Ultraman, and. Uh, you know, and some some uh, sex and drugs all mixed into one. Dude, that is awesome. And you have the one and only John Gebbia as your, as your artist, dude. He's the <laughs> illustrator, the cartoonist. He does fucking everything, man. And this guy is such an incredible artist. He was working for Slave Labor Graphics for like, what, eight years, nine years? He went to comic book school. I mean, this guy is an incredible artist. John Gibby, I, I love the guy because A, he's my friend, but B, this guy is just absolutely insane when it comes to the, the art of the pen work. Uh, yeah, you know, John's a great artist. He's, he's my friend and he's your friend. And, um, you know, um, yeah, very, very detailed, um, you know, very detailed art. We've got, John's got... Uh, you know, Japanese and European influences in there. And, um, you know, um, a lot of Japanese I'm, influence. Yes. I'm lucky to have John as the artist of the comic. Um, <laughs> you remember that time we, we recorded the show with John and I got in this huge fight. <laughs> Dude, you guys always get in a fight, man. You guys are like <laughs> brothers or brother and sister. I don't know. But and I, mean, I had, a, and I had, and I had to go to a date right afterwards and i was fucking loaded man so i show up to this and got bit in japan i show up to like a date half an hour late fucking loaded off my ass we just got into a fucking huge fight um because we were all too drunk and um yeah the date didn't go that great but anyway it's a good story now looking back on it um dude i'm sure i'm sure it wasn't that good a radio, or maybe it was. I don't know. Oh, it's still up there. Faders, dig for that one. That that episode's still up there. But after that episode and shit, you took off, and uh, John was kind of steaming and shit. And also, my wife came home. She's like, well, what's going on? I'm like, uh, we're going to go to the devil bar. She goes, oh, okay. And I used to call it the devil bar, but now it's the Satanist bar. But anyway, mm. it's this bar that's mm-hmm. all kind of like uh, Satanist and occult up. Faders, you know what it is. Anyway, so fucking me and John went there and stuff. And John's just like, what the fuck is this place? And I'm like, it's the place that's going to chill you out. All right, two absents, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, they have absinthe there. Is it re- Does it really give you like a sort of hallucinatory buzz or i've drank a lot of absinthe in my time and i've never ever hallucinated now i have blacked out and i have fucking thrown up and i have been i've had the worst hangovers of my life on absinthe but um no i've never hallucinated up absinthe dude i think that's a myth or maybe that was like a batch of absinthe that or maybe an absinthe company way back in the day that was just like dude let's fuck everybody up and they maybe put some weird chemicals or some shit in there but uh, in my experience, no, it just tastes like fucking licorice. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's more of a, you know, they're, they're not allowed. But I think back in the day, absinthe really was somewhat mildly hallucinatory. But now... Well, 
back then and shit, there's no fucking like laws or anything like how much alcohol, like a bottle of something could be and stuff. I mean, it could have been like fucking 2000% alcohol, you know? I mean, fucking once you like take like a shot or something, maybe you're just like completely blackout drunk or something. Who knows, man? Because back in the day, like 150, 200 years ago, alcohol, I think was kind of a different beast. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, no, man. I mean, I think that, that it was it was a definite different chemical makeup, you know. So, um, yeah, uh, no, it was uh, hallucinatory. Now they can't sell that shit over the counter, you know. They call it absinthe. They make it green, but it, you know, you don't hallucinate anymore. Nah, maybe nah. that's maybe that's a good thing, you know. Oh, maybe. Who knows, man. <laughs> but for me absinthe isn't like one of my favorite things to drink but every so often when you're at the satanist bar having an absinthe shot or an absinthe cocktail is kind of a cool thing to have man i I don't know it's fun it's fun it just kind of goes with the territory you know it's fun for the evening i guess but would i buy up i love absinthe probably not if i had the money and shit if i had like fucking four thousand yen and I had the choice between a bottle of absinthe or a bottle of like maybe a whiskey or even gin. I'm like, I'll probably get the gin. These days I get the gin for sure. Well, what would you, what would you prefer, the absinthe dick or the whiskey dick? Oh, dude. Um, dude, I'll, all right. I'll be one thing. I'll, I'll tell you one thing about absinthe. Absinthe does get you more fucked up than any other kind of alcohol Hands down, dude. I, and it gives you the worst fucking hangover ever, dude. I had a hangover. I, I, I used to live down the street from this guy from France, right? And anyway, um, what was his name? Mobius or something? It was something weird, like from fucking... Uh, was Mobius it? is a French comic book artist. Oh, that's true. That's true. But no, it's actually a, a name. What was it? Was it Mobius or Mobois? It was, it was a weird French name. Anyway, this guy... He used to DJ with me and my friends and stuff. He came over this one night for this meeting and shit, and he just came back from France. He's like, hey, you guys, I got these bottles of, uh, uh, as you know, uh, absinthe, and uh, let's, uh, let's all do absinthe tonight, yeah? And this is how you make it, and blah, blah, blah. And he had the spoon, he had the sugar. That's not, that's not really a good ab- French accent, but keep going, man. Yeah, I know it's more like Scandinavian, but whatever. Hey, whatever, man. <laughs> Don't hate on my accents, man. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm like a bottle deep in this fucking organic wine. But anyway, fucking, uh, anyway, so we're fucking drinking absinthe all night and stuff, right? And then since he lives down the street, everybody left. So it's just me and him and these bottles of fucking absinthe. So we're watching fucking Breaking Bad because back in the day and stuff, that's when it was like super popular and shit. It was like fresh too. We're watching Breaking Bad, talking about Breaking Bad and stuff, drinking absinthe, getting completely loaded. And then the next day, dude, I shit you not, the next day, I couldn't move at all, dude. I'm in my bed. I can't move. I'm shaking and shit. And the only time I did move is when I forced myself to get up out of my bed and into the fucking freezing cold bathroom because it was wintertime and puke my guts out. Then roll myself back into bed and then fucking, and I just repeat the process again and again and again. It's like Mario dying. You fucking, you die. You're playing Mario. You die. You go to the beginning of the fucking level that was me fucking get out of my bed fucking play the game fucking puke and go back to my bed dude fucking game over again and again and again and again and believe it or not around nine o'clock i fucking like got up the energy and went to a nightclub (laughs) well that is a game uh yeah yeah Yeah. well at first i thought you were gonna tell me you were what you're watching breaking no that would have been way better no we're watching breaking bad (laughs) like season three or some shit (laughs) sure 
Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you gotta be. You know, I mean, drinking's cool and all, but we gotta be adults. Uh, fuck that, dude. We gotta fade, man. We're fucking faders, dude. And um, <laughs> before we move forward, dude, and talk about the news and shit, I saw a couple more questions for you, dude. Oh, all okay. right. So, where did you come up with the idea for Dose? Like, I've, uh, always, I've always wondered about that. Was it from like Blade Runner? No, I mean, you know, you. This is a bit of a a long answer. You 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 sure you're ready for it? Hell yeah, dude! I just poured my last cup of wine. It's a big one. Man, I, yeah. uh, I I finished my beer. I've got a good little buzz though, man. You chug those these fall beers on an empty stomach, it gets you going. Um, here's the thing, man. You know, like um. My dad had this uh, book on his bookshelf. It's called The Great Comic Book Heroes. And it's a hardcover book. If you're like a deep nerd, you might know what it is. It's it's not so rare. It's not an expensive book. But this Great Comic Book Heroes had um, sort of reprints of the first issues of comics from the Golden Age. Okay? Like, Batman and Superman and Shazam and Aquaman and you know so Golden Age comics but what made it a very unique book is that it didn't just have the DC characters from the Golden Age it also had the Marvel characters from the Golden Age Captain America Namor the Submariner um the Human Torch not from the Fantastic Four this human torch was a robot and he had a little, his sidekick was named Toro. Whoa. And so, and in this, and this book had also Shazam, you know, back in the golden age of comics, Shazam, Captain Marvel was not a part of DC. It also had Will Eisner's spirit. And it, it was this compendium of books. And, you know, to me as a young kid, I, re, I checked that book out constantly and this was first published in the 70s. And in my mind, you know, like uh, in my imagination, all these comics sort of existed in the same universe, right? Yeah. When you get a little bit, when I got older, it's like there's DC and there's Marvel and then there's like these separate universes, right? So my kind of idea was like, well, what if like DC and Marvel existed in this same universe okay and what if like technology and society like comics start in the golden age right in the 40s so that's sort of the beginning of comic books in america and superheroes well what if like these two comic comic universes existed in the same universe and like you know in the fantastic in marvel comics the fantastic four Iron Man, they've got this incredible technology, right? What mm -hmm. if, like, this technology existed in the 60s, in the Silver Age of comics, and evolved, like, exponentially, you know? Like, like, like society evolves, okay? Or six, time goes on. Like, that technology would be, you know, that technology would uh, sort of progress exponentially and you've got the x-men right uh so the you know the x-men superheroes not just technology uh evolving progressing exponentially but like superheroes 
populating exponentially. So then you have this idea of uh, superheroes that have uh, evolved, um, progressed exponentially, right? This right. universe full of fucking heroes, full of this crazy technology where superpowers aren't a big deal anymore. A lot of people have them. You can get uh, cybernetic implants. You, you know, drugs are all around. And uh, to throw, to mix things up a little bit, like, and you've got fucking weird kaiju to throw in some Japanese influence, you know, like what if in the 60s, uh, Ultraman was around in this universe too? It's not just Marvel and DC. It's like all the fucking superhero, all the cool, all the superheroes, all the cool shit, like existed side by side simultaneously. That's sort of that's the elevator pitch for dose it's too long it's like the that's an empire state right elevator but that's sort of the background of what dose is all about i'm glad you asked me that it's a long answer you i hope i didn't bore you but that's sort of what dose is sort of based on and what that's about Dude, I fucking love it, man. I fucking love it a lot, dude. I think it's a great idea that everything's all together and it started a long time ago. And now fucking like the comic book is like almost kind of like maybe current day, maybe a little bit more in the future, but everybody's kind of used to it. Oh, this guy can fly. Awesome. This girl's got three boobs. Oh, that's great. Okay. This guy's a turtle guy. Fucking cool, man. It's all good because fucking I'm invisible. You know, I mean, everybody's got superpowers and stuff. And so it's like not a big thing, but kind of is, you know? Yeah, it, that's one of the cool things about you. And then the technology is almost like it's futuristic, but it's also kind of steampunk-esque, which I dig too. Well, I, I don't want to say steampunk, but they're like retro, uh, retro, you know, like uh, there's no the fucking- The alarm uh, clock is kind of steampunkish. Well, <laughs> that, no, they, uh, the alarm clock is like a, just like a robot. But yeah, man, I mean, it's not- uh, like a new. Thought I didn't read your comic book. Of course, I read your comic book. It's not a it pneumatic. <laughs> it's not a pneumatic ro steam powered. There's no pneumatic steam powered robots really. Or too, it's not too. I don't want to say too steampunky. I'm not throwing shade on steampunk, but uh, uh, yeah. But there's got. It's got that retro feel at times. I think is like, atom. You know, atom punk or something. I think is what the vibe you're catching on for sure. Okay. All right. Adam sure. punk. All right. I'll, I'll yeah. take that. I'll take that. <laughs> All right. That's fucking dope. No, I love what you guys are doing with it. And I've read the, I've read your first comic, your first issue um, two times. I've looked at it a lot of times just because the art is just so fucking great, dude. I, I really, really enjoy it. The story is fucking cool. Now I got another question regarding you becoming a writer. Um, Stan Lee, the great Stan Lee said, it isn't easy being a writer quote unquote why did you want to be a writer for comics i can't i can't draw man <laughs> you know i can't draw so you know and the, you know i was i i never tried to be a good artist really i mean i'm more you know my background's literature uh you know i mean to brag but i've got an i've got a master's in literature so you know and I always in the back of my mind when I was getting this master's degree and reading all those books, it's like, someday I want to write a comic, you know, <laughs> like being a teacher would be great. But what I really want to do is write a comic book and write this, write this thing, you know, take these ideas I have yeah. and, and uh, 
put that out there. So, you know, um, and American comics are a little bit different than Japanese comics, whereas you can have, you know, Japanese comics are usually sort of written in the stories conceived by the artist, but American comics are a little bit different and you, you have that space and the opportunity for the writer, you know, the Alan, you know, um, Alan yeah, Moore, Alan Moore. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Hodorowski. Those are the guys I love. And, you know, um, you know, uh, I, I, I want to make my own stories and, uh, and write them. And, you know, uh, I, 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 I never went to uh comic book school or I, I didn't take any, you know, comic book writing classes. This is all sort of, self-learned self-taught reading a lot of how to write comic books books and uh did that over a long period of time and tried and failed trial and error fucking tried failed failed tried failed again and eventually uh, i started to get a little bit better at it you know but it's not uh wasn't a very good or you know wasn't a very good plan or uh you know, I didn't know what I was doing a lot of the time, but, uh, you know, uh, luckily I've got a good artist who had, you know, John had, he, John went to Kubert school. He knew a little bit about what he was doing. It could guide me for a bit until I could get my feet under me a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I guess I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I answered your question, but you know. Uh, no, you totally did, man. And more, and more. Um, <laughs> what could you recommend? Like, let's say, let's say. I mean, we got a lot of people that listen to this podcast, man. And um, I, I don't know if they're as uh, drunk as we are right now, dude. I'm fucking faded. But anyway, so if somebody's listening to this podcast right now and they're really interested in in writing comics and they want to be mm. a storyteller in comics and stuff, and maybe they get this amazing story that they just want to get out there to the world. And how, what would you say to them to help them and encourage them to get their comic out there, to get them to what, put that pen to the paper? Well, you know, uh, you know, read books about writing, you know, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of books, you know, well, even be, even better than that is read books, you know, re and not just comics, uh, you know, Roman noir, crime novels, read whatever you like, but keep on reading and read a lot. And, um, you know, uh, I got to, you know, I, you know, as a literature major, I had to write a lot of essays. Okay. And that sort of, uh, gave me a sort of framework or a process that I could use for writing comic books. So, you know, it's for me, things just start with free writing. Okay. Writing your ideas down, brainstorm, writing, whatever the fuck's coming in your mind, keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. If you could do that for 10, 20, 30, 40 minutes, keep doing whatever's coming into your head, write that stuff down. Then you do an outline, okay? And then you start, then, you know, what I started doing now recently is I start, you know, doing shitty ass thumbnails, okay? You know, uh, and if you're not familiar with thumbnails, it's those are very rough, just very rough pictures that are sort of 
primitive comics, you know? Um, and I work with those. I start writing down dialogue. And when I've written sort of it, uh, you know, 24, 22, 24 pages of thumbnails and some dialogue, then I go to the, um, the script, okay? And uh, something that I saw recently that was really helpful for me was that masterclass, Neil Gaiman's masterclass. It's not all direct, you know, most of it's not about comics, but he does have a, a, a lesson about comics and that helped me refine my process a little bit more just recently and uh, was very helpful for me. So, you know, like there's no one way to write a comic book script. There's lots of different ways to do it. There's no one right way. Um, and it's really about how you can kind of, uh, you know, how you and your artists work together and how, you know, how you're communicating what you want on the page to the artist. So, um, you know, work on the process, read a lot, work on your writing process and start, you know, getting into some of these uh, read some books about writing comics or whatever you want to write about, you know, scripts or short stories and start, you know, I read Stephen King's book on writing. I watched the Neil Gaiman masterclass. Uh, what else? There's some other things that I can't uh, exactly think of right now, but you know, those reference books are great too. What's this other one I have here? Uh, Dan O'Bannon, the dude who wrote alien and, uh, Return of the Living Dead. Uh, I read his book on script writing. So, you know, film script writing and comic book script writing is not the same, but it can only help and it won't hurt, you know? So, and none of them gives you an exact formula for what you're doing, but you got to keep trying and keep working. And, um, you know, but in the beginning stages of wanting to write a comic book, what do you want this thing to be about? You know, what, what are your characters? For me, the screw worm and X sort of teenage sidekick. Uh, some of the characters that I always loved was Robin, Bucky, you know, the sidekicks. When I was a kid, I could play the sidekicks. My cousin, my older cousin could be Batman. I could be Robin. He could be Captain America. I could be Bucky. I like those sidekicks and I want to sort of, explore the idea of the sidekicks and uh how those sidekicks like robin get killed and what that might be like and what what would a what's the mindset of a sidekick you know getting beat up all the time and uh getting held hostage and getting fucked with by the villains you know so stuff like that uh so uh you know uh, again I, I might be uh straying off track a little bit but uh you know, write what you like, write what you love, but, uh, you know, don't get, I guess one of the things is, you know, with, there's, printing's cheap, there's crowdfunding, and I'm not saying don't do it, but, you know, it, it might help you to refine your idea a bit, and really work on your story writing, and, and writing stories, and, you know, just because you can put something out there right away doesn't mean it's a good thing to do, you know? Like, you don't want to put out crap. Try to make it good. 
and uh you know work at it and work hard at it but there's a way to do it you know it's and uh it ain't easy but uh you can do it if you want to you know and that's a podcast no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> and the show is over that's enough we need Mike, and thank you sean for being on the show man that was All right yeah <laughs> i'm out mother good night faders <laughs> Mike drop holy shit dude that was fucking mad knowledge right there dude you went fucking off the rails and then back on the rails and then you fucking put the pedal to the metal dude holy shit dude that was incredible i have got mad respect for that answer dude you know i think the creative process is very similar for a, a lot of different kinds of art forms and shit when it comes to like like drawing and painting and sculpting and stuff, they just tell you in art school, just keep on fucking just doodling, 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 play with the clay, do this, do that or whatever. Just, you know, just do nothing until it just kind of comes to you, until the muse comes to you, you know, just, just write something, get a sketchbook. Get a sketchbook that you don't care that what goes in there and shit. A sketchbook that just has doodles that look like shit, right? And just doodle, 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 doodle. And after a hundred doodles, you're going to come up with one brilliant idea. And um, yeah, dude, I, I love that word of advice that you said, man. That's fantastic. That's something that I follow. And uh, another thing is, you did you, like, you signed up for Masterclass? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I mean, you know, I, I haven't watched it as much as i would have liked you know because you once when you subscribe to it you get to watch like you could you could pay a hundred bucks to watch one master class or you could pay 200 for the subscription it's not cheap but you can get your money's worth out of it you know and really? um yeah yeah it's good it's good i haven't explored it as much as i should um but it's definitely it's definitely worthwhile it's good it's inspirational you know they're neil gaiman or whoever's the instructor they're not being dicks they're trying to help you along and you know give you some gentle guidance um well, I, and I yeah want, it was oh, it, it was good lynch one i just want the david lynch one <laughs> uh yeah 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 sure sure uh that That's i'm it. sure that would that would be dope too um but yeah no that that was helpful for me and uh you know i keep recently i was reading you know dan harman's got some reference materials about the story circle or you know story embryos that i've been reading recently so i keep trying to um pull those things into my craft if yeah, if i can i don't even want to call it a craft but uh you know i i keep trying to do research on different ways to write stories and try to get better that way that's awesome and it'll, ne it'll never hurt you and it'll never help <laughs> it'll never hurt you it'll only help and you know one more thing you know it's like when i'm writing this comic book um you know you don't know how many notebooks i just have of free you know free writing brainstorming notes you know research i just write this shit down and when you have it in a fucking notebook it's there you can go back and reference it later you know oh, hell but when yeah. you, have, you when you have those raw ideas of imagination in there and down then you can like go back to them and mold them into something whether it's short stories or or other things or the you know, the form you want to put that stuff into. So, yeah, uh, you know, awesome. I mean, if you, you know, you look at some of this shit, uh, you know, or these 
quote-unquote thumbnails. They're not, you know, you couldn't even call them that. It looks like the scribblings of a madman, but uh, that's, that's how the I start. Yeah, yeah, that's where it comes from. Yo, does Ellen Moore have a master class? <laughs> you know, I think he's a little too uh, anti-social and crotchety, but he, you know, way back in the day, Alan Moore did his own short little guide to writing comic books that I've read quite a few times, and it's helpful for sure, um, you know. But none of these things, once you read them, you're like, okay, now I know how to write a comic. No, it doesn't no. work like that, but it helps, you know, it helps and serves as a bubbling foundation of what you can do later, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's fucking great, dude. Holy shit. All right. So I think just by talking to you, man, fucking answered all the questions I have. Let's see. Um, but um, but um, but um, but um, but um, but um, um, yeah, that's, that's it. Running is easy. Yep. That's it. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, class dismissed, faders. <laughs> oh, man. You know what, Sean? Dude, thank you so much. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we move any for further and stuff. Oh, dude, I am getting fucking faded. Oh, shit. Fucking mine's kicking in. Yo, dude, you're doing a crowdfunding. Talk to us about the crowdfunding. Um, I mean, it's basic crowdfunding stuff. Um, you know, uh, it's on Indiegogo. I'm sure you'll link it up with Got Faded Japan. Um, yep. uh, um, but it's an Indiegogo. We're having an Indiegogo campaign. Our publisher didn't give us a whole lot of time on this one. Um, and I'm not sure why, maybe, you know. But, um, you know, we've got nine days left on it. We're doing okay in terms of the oh. funding. We're not, at, we're not trying to... Uh, get a ton of money but uh you know you can uh get in there you can pre you know you can pre-order dose um you know there's some special incentives and uh but you know the people who crowdfund dose are really the foundation of the comic because you know the crowdfunding gives us the funds to actually print the comic and to get it in the shops and um so yeah you know uh uh you know there's a lot of comics out there there's a lot of crowdfunding and you know uh this is a we're we're doing this in a fucking pandemic so we know that not a lot of people have a ton of extra money but if you've got if you've got the beans and the inclination we'd love the support uh just because uh uh you know uh, when people, you know, pre-order the comic, uh, it guarantees that we can print the comic. And, you know, uh, there's not a lot from me, but uh, John does sketch cards and, um, you know, pieces of art. Uh, there's certain tiers where you could get uh, original artwork, which is dope, you know, and uh, you can own some original artwork for uh it's not too expensive you know and hey you know when dose gets made into a tv show that stuff's gonna be worth some money you know fuck it dude i'm fucking sharing this shit right now on got faded japan <laughs> dude yo uh, faders uh, this is sean's king otaku's comic c-o-m-i-c c-o-m-i-c hey man don't you know care for those typos when you're when you're loaded you know Oh shit, dude! How do you spell your name? 
F U C K H E A D. No, that's so wrong. Oh my God, dude. That's even two words. Oh God, but I'm so sorry. I think I you told me about that, dude. Oh my goodness. Golly gee willikers, dude. I almost wrote a bad word. That would have been nasty. Okay, well, let me just wait until after the show, after I kill this drink and have a couple of bottles of beer. Um, yeah, which is really not good, but I'm trying not to have a hangover tomorrow. Oh, yeah, don't on me. Drink some water, eat, you know, eat, eat. You got that nice burrito place nearby, don't you? Get some greasy burritos in you before you go to bed. Uh, there's a couple of burrito places by my house. It's actually pretty good. One's really expensive, and then one's really cheap, but they got right? delicious drinks, dude. If I go there, man, fucking, oh, man. Ooh, tomorrow may never come. <laughs> no, it'll, it'll come, Jack. It'll come um, about two, two hours from now. Well, it depends on how much I drink, man. I'll just sleep through it to the next day. All right, dude, Sean, dude, fucking, we're all going to support your comic. I'm supporting your comic. Faders, listen to this guy. The comic is amazing. Sean is a fucking old school fader. He's on the show, and you got to support this guy because, dude, what do you got to lose? And what do you got to gain? A lot to gain, nothing to lose, man. Fucking just a few bucks is going to give you a world of entertainment and expand your mind, dude. So, Faders, sign up for this, man. Seriously. All right, dude. Dude, on that note, I think we got to break into the news, man. Are you cool with the news? Uh, yeah, yeah. The news, sure. Um, in Tokyo and craving soul food, we've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azubujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Hey, yo, what's up, faders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. 
Are you in Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each and they're worth so much more. These, are, these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool, that's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade, badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. Woman arrested for attempted murder after shooting crossbow arrow at man. Is that? Oh, you want to read that one? Yeah, go for it, man. I mean, did you already do that one? I'm sorry. I was. We had a bad um, connection earlier. Did you yeah, already do that one? No, I've never done that one. And I think that's a fantastic one. That, dude, that's a great story for you to read. Please. All right. Please. I just, I just cock blocked Tom. Sorry, Tommy. I got this art- article. Uh, I beat you to it, buddy. All right. Uh, Nagano. Police in Nagano have attempted a 28. 28- All right. right. Police in Nagano have arrested a 28-year-old unemployed woman on suspicion of attempted murder after she shot a crossbow arrow at a male acquaintance in his 70s. There's something fun, you know, there's a weird relationship going on there. Okay, right? Maybe. 28-year-old woman. He might have been a sugar daddy. Okay, let's keep going. According to police, Natsumi Mizusawa, who was arrested on Tuesday, fired the arrow at the man while he was visiting her apartment at around 4.15 p.m. on Monday. Sankai Shimbun reported, 
The arrow lodged in the man's right arm. He fled the scene by car and managed to drive to a friend's home. Police said Mizusawa and the victim had met several times before the incident. The man told the woman that he would be visiting her in advance. Police are investigating the relationship between the two and the circumstances surrounding the visit on Monday afternoon. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's, you know, I mean, sounds like a little bit of a, you know, weird relationship, perhaps. Uh, maybe he's a sugar daddy. Um, but, you know, th this chick seems solid, man. She's got a crossbow in her home with the arrows. Like, what? Dude, I'll this tell you one thing. Wait, all right. I, I don't know why, but, um, okay. I, I've been in Japan for, like, fucking over 18 years, man. And for the longest time, crossbows have been so uncommon. But for some reason, within the last two years, crossbow attacks have been up a 1,000%, dude. I think for one reason or another – Crossbow, you know what, when you think of crossbow, you think of Walking Dead, but no, you know what these crossbows are half the time? They're the pistol crossbows. Like, what was that girl in fucking uh, Cobra? Was her name Lady Jean that the had the fucking crossbow pistol or whatever? The girl with the black hair and the glasses and shit? No, it wasn't Lady Jean. She was G.I. Joe. It was um, the Baroness. Yeah, the Baroness, dude. So the Baroness and shit, she had that crossbow pistol. But for some reason in Japan, those crossbow pistols popped up and a lot of people got their hands on them. Where did they pop up? How did they get their hands on them? Are they legal? I do not know. I have no idea. I've never seen them at a shop. But anyway, maybe online or something. But anyway, crossbow pistols popped up in a fucking big way. And this is like maybe, is this... Is this the eighth, seventh, seventh, eighth fucking crossbow attack that we have fucking read on this fucking show and shit? Dude, they pop up every so often and stuff where somebody just fucking busts in a room and shoots somebody in the face with a fucking crossbow. And it's not one of those big ones from fucking Walking Dead, dude. It's one of those pistol ones, which is fucking scary, man, dude. Because fucking that's pretty much like having a fucking gun, dude. So fucking what? I don't know what's going on with that shit. But yeah, this bitch, she have, why does she have one of these? Is she a prostitute? Is she have, well, Nagano. Oh, Nagano. Nagano's kind of a peaceful area. It's kind of a farmer I area, mean, right? She, you know, maybe she did have a fucking Walking Dead one, man, because if she's up there in fucking Farmsville, dude, maybe they got crossbows or fucking shooting wolves and deer or some shit. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> she's a badass one way or the other. And yeah. One and she's got a pimp or something. Or No, you think this is a sugar daddy? Is he a... Uh, why does a 28-year-old want to be hanging around with some og some bro? Like, of course, he's a sugar daddy. You know, he probably tried to stiff her. And uh, he, not stiff he, he He wish he could have, you know, he he tried to stiff her not with his, uh, his chin chin, but, you know, tried to go light on payment. And uh, bitch wasn't having it, you know? Maybe, dude. And, I don't know. That, that's a good point, though. But it could be a daddy cool kind of situation. Maybe this guy's fucking like school in a hustle, dude. This guy could be like her pimp, you know? And he's like, bitch, where's my money? She's like, I'm paying you no more, bitch. Fucking, I'm, this is the countryside. She pulls on a fucking like crossbow and shoots the guy in the arm. I mean, she just took over his business then, you know? Like, <laughs> this that is my dude stable. Just, <laughs> that dude just lost his street cred. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, uh, once she gets out, man, you better look out. Cause uh, she's, you know, she's, She's she's taking over.
She's running the pimp, sk- pimp game, dude. Well, think about this, dude. Also, do you know, that's a really good point that you said, dude. But read this one more time. He fled the scene by car and managed to drive to a friend's home. Dude, if this guy was fucking straight, dude, he would go to a hospital or to the cops, man. But this guy's like, no, man, I got to go to the, I got to go to my friend's place and shit, pull out this arrow and shit. And maybe, maybe they lost too much blood where his friend drove him to the hospital. And he's like, don't drive me to the hospital, dude. They're going to call the cops. I'm a pimp, bitch. Don't do that to me. Don't play me wrong. You know? Yeah, I mean, he don't want it. He don't want it getting out, but it got out. And, it got uh, out, dude. His bottom. His his, his 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 rep his reps ruined, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, Have you ever well, been to Nagano? No, no. I'd like to go. No, it's a beautiful place, dude. But it's like 100% pure countryside, dude. It, it's so beautiful. The air is so <laughs> clean. There's mountains and stuff. But I mean. This guy probably was the pimp, dude, because I mean, if he's 70 years old and this girl's like 28, well, she must have been, a, she 20 is kind of old for a hoe in Japan. So that's, she must have been his bottom bitch. Maybe she's like the manager or something. It must have been a money dispute or something, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's, it was like complete countryside, dude. It's definitely a money dispute. And uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you want to you wanna level up, get yourself a fucking crossbow. You know, I'd like, you know what I think they should make next is a fucking gun that shoots Chinese stars. Oh, no, don't say that on this show, dude. Fucking, do you know how many people listen to this? Show? Oh, God, dude. I mean, I mean, I mean, like, um, like 5,000 people are like, well, I could do that. <laughs> no, don't do that, faders. Don't do that. No, don't I, I, I like show. This. Hey, man, you, hey, take that idea and make some money with it. Just make sure I get one on the back end. You oh, know, shit. that's. <laughs> uh, not Chinese, uh, you know, uh, what throwing stars, ninja stars, like probably Chinese stars is passe and not PC. That's what we used to call them when we were kids, though, right? I thought we used to call them ninja stars. I, we, a little bit older Chinese than you. We call, we call them Chinese stars. I live close to Chinatown. You can get them in Chinatown back then. I live close to Chinatown. I actually lived like a block away from, China. oh, no, two blocks. I lived on Bush and Leavenworth in Frisco, man. Fucking yeah. We never called them Chinese stars. We called them ninja stars, dude. You didn't live. I mean, but I, I'm, yeah, but that was in the 90s, bro. We're talking the 80s. Okay. You know? All right. All right. All right. There, different world, different story. <laughs> all right. All right. All, all right. right. Yeah. So we don't, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to offend anyone. Uh, ninja stars, throwing You stars. really can't offend anybody on a podcast, dude. Podcasts are a fucking uh, free game, dude. This is fucking anarchy radio. And that's about the time when we lost the end of the show. End of the road, folks. Well, faders, as you can guess, we lost the rest of the show. Actually, Sean and I did cover three more stories, but unfortunately, Zoom said, No, not today. You're not podcasting with Tom, so we're going to say F you to you. And uh, yeah, we did lose uh, those stories. They were great, but don't worry. I'm going to cover those same stories with Tom once that mofo is off of diaper duty. I guess that's what happens. You have a kid and got to take care of him. (laughs) So, faders, don't have kids. (laughs) Wear a rubber, okay? 
<laughs> you can podcast more. Oh, man. All right. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Tom's got a very, very amazing kid, a beautiful kid. And uh, one of these days when that kid gets a little bit older, we're going to get that kid on the show. So probably in the next maybe 14 years. So hopefully you're still alive by then. Hopefully we're all still alive. I mean, we're in the middle of this pandemic. Oh, it's, um, I don't know. What, what would we call this? We can't call it the dark ages. The corona ages, the corona time. You know what's going to happen in the next like five years? Somebody's going to come up with probably the next five months. Somebody's going to come up with a really good term, which we're going to call like this section of humanity. The corona time. I don't know. What would it be? Corona fever? <laughs> Who's got corona fever? I got corona fever. Who's got corona fever? Who's got corona fever? Oh, man, we can make a disco song out of that. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, oh, on that note, faders, I just want to say thank you very much for tuning into this very special episode of Got Fitted Japan. Please check out Dose Comic and support Sean and John Gebbia. Uh, all that stuff is going to be in the show notes. Just scroll down to the bottom, click on that, and support those guys. Those guys are super cool, and that comic is absolutely amazing. I'm, I shit you not, it's great. You're going to love it. You are definitely going to love it. And, uh, yeah, it is online for free, at least the first issue, so uh, definitely check that out. And, uh, Faders, if you do have the financial support, support us. Support us on our Patreon. We do have a Patreon page, and when you support us, it really means a lot because it helps us get through the day, and it helps us make more podcasts. And, uh, yeah, sh- uh, that's going to be in our show notes. Go down to the Patreon, sign up, it's five bucks, and you get the keys to the castle. I've said it a million times, and I'll say it a million more. And um, if you don't have the funds to support Got Faded Japan, don't worry. They're still still loving our hearts for you. But, um, yeah, we do have iTunes. We do have Facebook. And we do have Instagram. And all that stuff is free. Go there and uh, say something. Comment. Give us a star. Give us a like. Write something groovy in iTunes. If you do that, it really helps out the show. You know? So definitely do that. And, um, yeah, love us as much as we love you, Faders. And on that note... We're going to see you next time. Peace. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't stand to it. You sure I should do this, man? We're good! Freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.